Just because you earn money does not mean that you're a professional. To turn pro doesn't cost any money. You don't have to take a course, take a pill, see a doctor, travel the world. It's just a change in a decision through an epiphany. And Stephen Pressfield's Turning Pro, you're going to see that exactly laid out for you in this show. Hope you enjoy it. And thank you for everyone who's liking our show, commenting on our show, giving us reviews and sharing it. Take care. What I really needed was to recreate myself, which means to bring something new into the world that has never existed before. Just because you earn money doing a job, it does not mean that you're a professional. But you can become one if you follow Stephen Pressfield's advice in Turning Pro. This book blew me away. Um, it made me re-examine some of the, the things I haven't yet done that I'm capable of doing. It's a, it's a, it's a really interesting deep dive into your, into your own hero. Uh, so it's about tapping into your inner power and creating your life's work. And this is really good timing because we had life's big question. We had steel like an artist. We got all these, these transformational books that are kind of colliding at the same point in time. But, you know, this is a book for anybody who wants to turn pro. My, my father was a professional baseball player and both of my brothers were. They were really good, too. Um, my dad was a, with the Cincinnati Reds. My brother, Eddie, was All-American. Well. And my other brother was uh, with the Toronto Blue Jays. And I always say, oh, I was a better baseball player. And the one thing he always got me on, he goes, well, you were ever paid to do it? <laughs> the answer is no. Right. <laughs> he was. I wasn't. He was a pro. I was an amateur. Uh, metaphorically, that's kind of the idea. Like, when you're a pro, you got to go to work. you got to do the work. And when you're an amateur, you kind of got your toe in the water. So Pressfield wrote The War of Art, which is basically a book about the two parts of your life, being an amateur and being a pro. And turning pro is more about the when and the what if you don't idea. You know, when do you do it and what if you don't? And the art of the war of art, which is about, you know, the why and how to go from amateur to pro. I love that distinction. What do you think? I loved it. And then also the one part about being an amateur uh, I learned was the French word means a lover. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. And what I like about that is... uh, like when you create content, like a lot of times I think to myself, I just want to create for myself, but you have to have the marketing side, the business side. But in the essence of it is that you love to do it. And that's what creates the best art, which he talks about. But in the book, he was saying that he believes turning pro is more than that. It's uh, if you love it that much as an amateur, you do it just because you love it. But right. if you're if you turn pro, you love it so much you want to be the best at it. So it's like the next level of an amateur. It's about that doing, having and being like doing is amateur being is a pro yeah it is who you are it's your being uh and he opened the he opened the book up with a great story about the japanese invented this this robot that could recognize itself in the mirror you remember that part and it says uh when it learns to hate what it sees it will achieve will have achieved full humanity yeah (laughs) stewart said that we all hate ourselves i mean a lot of people have that shadow in their lives uh that that you know, I'm too fat, I'm too big, I'm not smart enough, I don't work hard enough, I'm not fast enough, I don't have what they have, I don't do this, I'm not good enough, is all bullshit, all right? Because, you know, that's a, it's, a, it's a matter of committing to doing what professionals do versus what amateurs, um, 
don't do. And I think it comes down to habits. You know, everything comes down to habits. Oh, it's funny how that happens. You know, your daily routine is what, in, you know, which includes not only what you do, but how you go about your day, the identity that you hold, how you support that identity through your actions is how you transform. And the three models that he discusses in this, in this book are the three models of self-transformation from people that hate themselves, right? If you hate yourself, there's a therapeutic model which says you have something wrong with you. You're either sick, you're broken, you have a condition, you have a disease, and we're going to treat it, and after treatment, you're going to be okay. Mm -hmm. That one doesn't work, obviously. Never really has. For some, it does, but for most, it doesn't. Um, and there's the moralistic model, like you, you hate yourself because you've done something wrong or you were born wrong. There's some models in religion that say you were born broken um, and you have to, you've sinned or you've wronged the world and you have to pay for your sins before you can be good. And his model is two parts of your life, the amateur and the professional, yeah. right? You go from living your shadow life, which is something that's around the periphery of what you love to do, but you're not really it. You're not being it. You're doing it to the life of a pro. And he said that, like, I, I messaged him on, on Instagram and he wrote me back right. and said, I'm turning pro. And I'll <laughs> tell you the story on how this book kind of hit me between the eyes on some of the things that, that in my own life are, I'm not living up to um, in my mind. Uh, and I know more than anybody because it's my life. You know, you know when you, the, the world sees one thing and you know what the reality is. Yeah. Um, so we got to start living as a living as a pro and stop living as an amateur. Um, have you have you, have you, have you, do you connect with any of the ideas? A lot of them. I mean, the idea of the shadow calling when it feels yeah. like you have a you feel like you found a calling, but then and you go chase it, and then it feels like oh, this is not what I want to do. I've had that a lot because when I was with my job, is I felt that uh, I love creating content, I love doing these things, and then when I start doing it. Uh, freelance mm -hmm. for people that I don't really agree with their message. Right. It's like, oh, this is not what I want to do. So that was a, but there was a big deal because I was like setting up a whole business, trying to yeah. reach people. I did a few jobs. And then when I found one that was one of the, I thought was the one, right. it was like for somebody and they totally let my art go like the way they wanted. I'm like, oh, this mm -hmm. is not what I wanted to do, even though I was going down this path for so long. So that, that hit me too. Yeah, well, we had um, we had this with with Eddie. Remember when we were we were doing the the freelance work for others? Mm -hmm. Yeah, nobody like, really enjoyed it because no. it wasn't any of our work. Yeah, <clears throat> and you know, to his credit, he went double down on being pro. Yeah, he's increased his content. He's more committed to his art. Um, I really admire him for that. But that's a a big a big part of it because when you when you turn pro, you're you're telling yourself and it'll show the world that I'm different. Like yes. something's different um, and it's not easy. It's free, by the way, unlike <laughs> unlike morality and and uh, therapeutic processes. Turning pro is a decision, yeah. which is the first step, by the way, in my algorithm to recreate yourself is make a decision. D means away from, I say this all the time, like a detour, a divorce. It means away from marriage or away from an obstacle. Cision means to cut, mm -hmm. to cut, to change the fruit. You need to change the roots. And this is very painful for some people to to kill their old self yeah to kill their amateur self to retire from their amateur status uh, and but it, but metaphorically that's the comfort of the life you live in your shadow calling like something that's easy to do that you aren't in necessarily in flow right remember that if it's 
kind yeah. of not challenging enough and you don't get the feedback you want, it's not going to be fun, which is why the robot story resonated yeah. with me. Like people do hate themselves yeah. a lot of times if they don't turn pro. And then, you know, saying goodbye to some people, you know, friends, places. Um, and, and it comes in a moment, an epiphany. So the day I read this book was the second anniversary of my father's death. Um, it was October 13th. And I read the book. I said, wow, what a day. Because I've been reading Life's Great Question and Steal Like an Artist. And I'm, I've been spending a lot of my time trying to imitate a lot of different modalities and styles to create my own style, which is good. I am, you know, emulating. I've made a hell of a lot of progress, but there's there's a difference between being an amateur and you know, and, and, and it comes down to how you prepare for what you talk about, you know, in this in this venue, you know, how I see myself, you know, mentorship, mentoring a lot of people and teaching people is very clear to me is what I'm going to be doing in my life. And I'm going to be doing it at a professional level, which means all the habits and all the routines that, I, that I've built into my life, 80% are in place, 20% need to come, um, are going to, 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 to transform me at a greater level so that I'm happy with myself. And that's a big part of, of turning pro. Um, you know, Joseph Campbell said, no resurrection yeah. without a crucifixion. The crucifixions are not fun. Yeah. Right? And a snake that, that cannot shed its skin must perish, right? Mm-hmm. Which one was that one? Nietzsche? That was Nietzsche. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was, uh, I love that one. So you have to have death to, to have life. And in the, in the epiphany, you know, there's a lot of things about my father. Uh, I, I imitated a lot of things with my father. I was telling somebody that I was in a relationship about my father. And, and, um, and uh, the, the conversation came up about toxics. I said, I want to get away from toxic people. And this person asked me if, if um, they were toxic to me. I said, no, 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 I was toxic. Like, I imitated a lifestyle of, of my hero, which was my father. And, you know, when I was born, I saw my father who became my hero. My dad was a wonderful baseball player, like, and he had a lot of status around being a great baseball player and a professional. But he also had a great status around partying and being the life of the party. So when you imitate someone, you can ultimately emulate them. You can actually do it better than they did. And sure, I did. You know, I became a very good baseball player. Certainly, Maybe not at his level, but I did play. But I played in college and had a scholarship. But I drank and partied and made money and did the wrong things. That part, you might have surpassed him. I did. And then, <laughs> like, that was a shadow life because that wasn't my life. That right. was something I was imitating of someone else. So I had to kill that that life. And that was... Part of the journey, you, you don't necessarily turn pro and, and get paid pro money right away. Like, you right. got to make these changes. Some people can't, can't do it right away. But, you know, if you remember, and I'll never forget the day I turned pro, because I wrote Stephen, I said, hey, I'm turning pro. I told him exactly what yeah. happened to me. I said, this is what happened, and I'm pro. Like, I'm going all in, and I'm not going back. And I'm going to make the adjustments until it's right. Um, so in his book, he says, do you remember where you were on 9-11? Right. Do you? Yeah, I was in third grade. Where were you? <laughs> I was in school. You were in third grade? Yeah. <laughs> so in school, but you remember it? I remember it because it was so many people were um, getting called out and getting picked up from school, and it was very strange, and even the teachers were acting strange. Like There was like a weird vibe going around. It was very, And then when I got home, I remember watching it on the news with my family, and they were telling me about it. It was, it was you weird. You never forget these things. And no, like, yeah. These are, these are change moments. Um, 
like 9-11 was a changed moment for the world. You'd never forget the day you turned pro. So the day I turned pro is October 13th, 2020. Um, and <clears throat> so if that's the case, you have a practice. And that's, you know, all the dots start to connect. I, I was in yoga a lot until I hurt my arm and I'm going back to yoga as yeah. part of my professional practice because I love yoga. Um, but a practice is what, uh, something that you do every day. It's a collection of habits, mm -hmm. rigorous habits that you engage in for mastery. So in my morning routine, like the first three hours of every day are dedicated to deep work on me and my, my, my craft, which is learning content, mm -hmm. creating content, curating great speakers and philosophers and, and thought leaders and developing that in a bite-sized package so my audience can learn these things. But that's it. It's about turning pros about recognizing your own heroic identity um, Joseph Campbell literally finds his way into every single book. By yeah, way. it's crazy. Every single book. He's in this book, too, about the hero. Like You're the hero. And in the, the three parts of the hero's journey, which is the great, the great framework for all story, the hero wanders and, you know, wanders and enters into a, a dark forest. The darker, the better. <laughs> right? Where there is no path, and the hero enters... And go crosses over into this journey to find something and discover something, but suffers and and feels it. And so when you turn pro, you're going to actually feel some things that aren't a lot of fun, right? But it's a decision, and you're cutting away from the amateur status, and you're turning pro. Um, and then the hero finds and goes through all their journeys and comes back with a um, the boon. Campbell calls it the bring back the boon, the, the treasure. Mm -hmm. Like this is what I learned, and here it is. Some of the sometimes one of the harder parts of, of the hero's journey. Yeah. I think it's uh, really fascinating that, that people don't mention is like they, you make the decision, you have this thing, but you have to feel crazy at the moment where it's like maybe you've gone down this path, you started the business, you've gone two, three, five, ten years even, and you have to start over or you have to go a completely different route. Tell people that like that you say you committed to this whole project, yeah. you have to tell all these people so you don't they don't they under in this book, he was mentioning just how hard that can be to really make that decision. It is a decision at the end of the day, but you, it's like shedding the skin. You have to literally, it feels like death. It's easy not to do it. Yeah. I that's mean, it's yeah. so easy not to do it because if you're going the wrong direction, at what point do you want to turn back? Yeah. And, you know, we used to have that when we were talking to people about their financial decisions. If, it's, it, was, if it was bad and wrong and they did it 10 years ago, at what point would you like me to tell you? Yeah. Even if your brother sold it to you, yeah. which happened a lot. Like, yeah. oh, my brother sold me this. I go, well, it's a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to do what you asked them to do. My favorite, one of my favorite metaphors is the mountain. Like people climb a mountain, like say it's like they got their job, they've been working 10 years or whatever they're doing in their life. Mm -hmm. They're 75% up the mountain and they can see the top of the mountain and they want to get to the top, but there's no more path left where they're on. So the only way to get to that top is that to go all the way back down the mountain and then climb up a different path. Like how many people want to go all the way back down the mountain? Like some, some people are okay with the view they have, but if you really want to get to the top, mm -hmm. that's a cool metaphor. Going, going uh, all the way down to the bottom yeah. of the mountain and coming back up sucks, yeah. but it doesn't. It's fun. When you look back yeah. on it, you say, you know what? And every time you gain ability to do that thing, it's a very powerful attribute to have in your life because you, you know nothing is a big deal anymore. Right. If you're fully fully aware that you can recreate yourself in an, in an instant and you have the exact formula on how to do that, you know how to how, the three steps, you know how to execute them. You've tried and failed, but you've, you've, you've sustained. Um so we're going to talk about the shadow for a few seconds here because he talks about the life of denial and addiction, the shadow life, and how addiction is so common in 
in people's um, in people's lives. Um, the addictions that you know, drinking, drugs, and you know, those stories play out the way uh, they always, you know, alcohol has a story of job loss, family issues, relationships. A lot of times, people get in legal trouble, and then drugs. Of course, you have illness, sickness, um, incarceration. Like those are the the life of the the rock star. And he says it's a repetition, a rep- repetitive process with progress to incapacity. Those are the two attributes of addiction. Mm-hmm. Like it, you do it every day. You live your own day, like you did yesterday, and you get nowhere except incapacity. You you become completely impotent in life. You have no ability to do anything and you're medicated and sustaining um but metaphorically the life of denial he talks about the you know someone living the life of addiction like a rock star but never writes a song you know they're emulating right. they're imitating the rock stars but they're never getting out there with their own music mm-hmm. or you'll see a lot of times someone who's on staff really super talented person on staff of an innovator who's really a good innovator never creates a product mm-hmm. or invention uh, or the doctor who's who's sh- shadow life shadow calling is a doctor, but his real life's a piano player. Um, you know the genius, the genius that's that's hidden in a in a in a career. You know, like like uh, there's geniuses at the Apple store right now. Yeah, I guarantee it because they pay you pretty good. You know, there's geniuses in Amazon right now. Amazon pays really well. There's people in those companies that are amazingly talented, and they're not living their their true potential. Their true calling is not being dealt with. Um, you know, and a lot of people are terrified of that. I'm going to read these habits of a professional because I think it's pretty cool. And you tell me if any stand out to you. So these are the habits from the book, the habits of the professional. So when you're trying to be a professional, like you said, the day-to-day things, Mm -hmm. here's some habits of professionals. The professional is patient, seeks order, demystifies, acts in the face of fear, accepts no excuses, plays it as it lays, is prepared, does not show off, dedicates himself to mastering technique, does not hesitate to ask for help, does not take failure or success personally, does not identify with his or her her instrument, endures adversity, self-validates, reinvents herself, is recognized by other professionals. Which one, does any hit home for you? Well, the, the whole process of, of the amateur versus the professional, because you know it comes down to you got people that are amateurs and are addicts living a shadow calling life. They're kind of going, they're getting by and they always pull the pin on things. They always like quit in the yes. middle of something to find something that's as easy and less challenging mm-hmm. or as challenging or very little challenge to, to sustain as opposed to the amateur that is a committed artist and, and is, is looking for that mastery, mm-hmm. like Malcolm Gladwell does in Outliers, like that 10,000 hours to mastery. They never pull the pin and they're living their life and they figure out how to pay their bills. Right. Um, you know, being an amateur, you know, means being stuck in the past, um, the circumstances you never, of your, of your old life, you never really grow up. So that's the life of an amateur. And you know, the life of the professional is the, the guy that goes to work or the girl that goes to work, doesn't complain, is indifferent to bad feedback, just makes adjustments and yeah. deals with it. You know, as a, you know, it looks, put, shines light on the, on the issues and, and it makes the adjustments. And, and, and takes out the bad habits and puts in the good habits. Boom. The simplicity of, of I know my, my brother, Sean, I always tell this <laughs> story. Like he drinks Bud. Yeah. <laughs> Budweiser, which is 145 calories. So what, he came visit me last year. You know, I was at his house the other day. 
And I said, you know, and he gets pissed off when I tell this story, but it's a true story. Uh, and, it, and, it, and it helped him because he made one little adjustment and lost a bunch of weight, like a lot of weight. He went from Bud to Bud Light. Yeah. 50 calories per beer. So he's a beer drinker, yeah. like not excessively, but he drinks beer. So if he's drinking 20 beers a week, you know, which isn't a lot of beer. I, could use, I used to be able to drink 30 beers in a day. Uh, <laughs> I, could, I would float a battleship. But 20 beers at 50 calories, a thousand, what's that, a thousand calories? I don't even know. What did you say? 50 calories. At how many? 10 pounds. Yeah. Like, like making one small adjustment, changing nothing else in a year because it takes time to do it. Right. You know, you just make that, you, you take something out, you add, delete, and you modify things. You evaluate, and you constantly improve. And before you know it, you're there. That you're there. Um, isn't that cool? Yeah, it's the best. Um, Great book. Yeah, there, there's a quote here I, I wrote down. When we turn pro, the energy that once went into the shadow novel goes into our real novel. And what we once thought was real, the world including the epicenter, which is ourselves, turns out to be only a shadow. And what had we seemed only be a dream now becomes the reality of our lives. You have given yourself a new reputation to live up to. Mm. That last part was mine. Like when you make that conscious decision that I am now a pro, yep. like imagine waking up and hearing the alarm go off, because I, I do this now in the morning. Mm -hmm. Like professionals get up when the alarm goes off. Yep. They'll make a difference how tired or sick you are. Like you hear beep, beep, beep. I'm a professional. I'm getting up. Like I've already been using that that uh, incantation instead of saying, like that's not what I'm an amateur. Like I I would hate to be called an amateur. Yeah. You know I have a little bit of pride. Thank God I'm an ego. <laughs> uh, it's pretty cool. It's great stuff. Yeah. So this is this is a by the way it's a two hour and twenty minute audio book. So if you listen to it on one point five like I do, you can knock it out in about an hour and ten minutes. I've already listened to it twice. This guy's lights out smart. I love his books. They're amazing. Yeah. I also I read two of his books in one day. I also read The War of Art. I need to read that way. one. It's super. It's awesome. So I hope this helps. If you want to turn pro, you got to take the actions. You got to kill your old self. There is no resurrection without crucifixion. Take care. <laughs>